This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The online marketplace for secondhand clothes is getting bigger. On Wednesday, the shopping site Etsy announced the purchase of a company called Depop for over $1.6 billion. Etsy, of course, is where you can find things like kitschy trinkets for your home, handmade clothes, crafty goods, or perhaps a mug that says, but first, coffee. Depop is different, but in many ways, it's the same. It's like Etsy's cooler younger sibling. Here to explain the deal is Recode's Rebecca Heilweil. Hi, Rebecca. Hey. So to start with, what is Depop exactly? Depop is essentially a shopping app for secondhand fashion and and, and resale clothing and shoes and accessories. And it basically focuses on everything from designer clothing to streetwear to vintage. And there's also this sort of focus on repurposing old materials. So it's where you'd go to find something like a purse made of candy wrappers or a pair of sneakers deconstructed and repurposed as a top. So it's basically secondhand fashion focused on young people and what young shoppers want to buy. That reminds me of an app I tried to sell clothes on called Poshmark, where it's people selling used clothes and people buying it. There's kind of a social component. It also sounds a little bit like Etsy. You can buy clothes there too. But what makes Depop so different from Etsy or so alike that Etsy actually wants to buy it? The appeal of Depop for Etsy is its customer base. It is so popular with Gen Z. And that's an audience that Etsy really, really, really wants to meet and and find shoppers within. You know, the estimate is that 90% of users of Depop are under 26. And it's like the 10th most visited shopping site for Gen Zers in this country. You know, I think about my own life. My friends are all turning 24 and 25. Everyone's following Depop, especially on Instagram. And I don't really go to Etsy except when I want to buy something for like a Mother's Day gift. So there's a real sort of cool factor to Depop that Etsy doesn't really have. The other thing that Depop really does well is it has a huge sort of social media presence, particularly on apps that are popular among younger people and Gen Z. So, you know, on TikTok, Depop has double the followers that Etsy has. And it's just sort of built more for today's age of influencers and social media and sort of this world where we're blurring the lines between shopping online and being on social media. So what does that look like in practice? If I get the Depop app and open it up and want to buy some new uh, Bermuda shorts, how would that really work? And how is this shopping site also functioning like a social network? One way that Depop can sort of remind you of TikTok or the For You page, for example, is its um, Explore page. There's this whole sort of economy of people who are trying to sell on Depop, trying to get on the Explore page so they can get new shoppers. Getting on Depop's Explore page, what not to do. First off, ditch the hangers. Listings that have items on hangers are not selected to be featured. Second, forget all those fast fashion brands. There's this whole 
other element of Depop really wanting the sellers to promote themselves on apps like Instagram and, and really build their own kind of personality and aesthetic that's really focused on them as kind of a creator. I really want to thrift, upcycle and resell things as like a job because y'all know or you should know if you don't know me I love thrifting DIYing upcycling all that crazy cool stuff and I decided to take you guys along on this journey of me starting my Depop account because um, so it's very highly online very highly social and it's very young you know these people are you know making their own profiles their own accounts they're running their own shops many of them are modeling their own clothes and they're building their kind of own micro identities on Depop and through the social media platforms that Depop wants its sellers to promote themselves on. So it's like on, on Depop, you are your store, right? Yeah, it's very personality driven. And I think it, it really sort of catches on to this idea that we're kind of really blurring the lines between social media and just e-commerce. I feel like that's how Etsy used to be. Etsy was launched in 2005 and it used to be like part of someone's identity that they were an Etsy seller, but then kind of online habits changed. So how does acquiring Depop kind of fit into Etsy's larger strategy now? Etsy has gone through a few phases, obviously went public in 2017, um, and it's had its own struggles kind to merge this kind of focus on good and, and sort of positive mission with the realities of being a company and being a corporation. Basically, Etsy wants to really dominate the secondhand apparel market and e-commerce. This is getting more popular because people are thinking more about climate change and the environmental impacts of uh, buying clothing so regularly. You know, it's estimated that the size of this secondhand apparel market is going to be $64 billion by 2024. So Etsy wants to control that. And its strategy seems to be rather than trying to make everyone buy secondhand stuff on Etsy to sort of by marketplaces that are appealing to different shopping communities and just have a portfolio of several different e-commerce platforms. Those are the terms that they're trying to use for it. So basically, you don't have to change the personality of your own e-commerce site to get to people who are interested in a particular secondhand market. So, you know, Depop, it's younger people, Gen Z people, people who are very plugged in to social media. But you know what? This is all a reminder that, you know, shoppers are continuing to kind of sour on the idea of fast fashion and, you know, people are realizing there's money to be made in used clothes and they can capitalize on that. In reading about this, I was exposed to the term sustainable fashion TikTok and have learned that there is a whole community growing up around sort of um, more sustainable fashion, which you mentioned. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and kind of where these people are, are talking about and the issues that are important to them? Yeah, so younger people focus more on climate change, focus more on environmental impacts of fashion and particularly this universe where everyone is buying a lot of clothes a lot of time. So one of the kind of proposed ways to handle that has been talking about and celebrating secondhand fashion. But there's also a kind of sub discourse within that of, you know, we can't necessarily recreate the same problems of constantly buying and buying and buying and over consuming. We can still do that with secondhand apparel if we're not being careful. And there's a whole kind of community developing about, you know, basically advertising, you know, halls, the thrift shops and what people get at thrift shops, but also kind of critiquing that culture as well. I remember a couple months ago, Vox's Terry Nguyen had a piece on how thrifting became problematic and it gets into the economics of people buying a lot more stuff at thrift shops. And maybe that means that people who need to shop at thrift shops can't afford it. What do you know about the problematic economics of this, Rebecca? So on a platform like Depop, there's a huge incentive if you're a seller to 
go to your local thrift store and try to find pieces that you can mark up for a lot of money. Maybe you're being charged $12 for a shirt, but you know you can get a huge demand for that same shirt on Depop if you market it the right way and model it the right way and and brand it. Depop sellers be like, look at this ultra-rare vintage 90s gothic Victorian baby doll ribbon choker. I love this piece. I hate to part with it. $30. This is a Victoria's Secret bag handle. So on the one hand, there are sellers who are probably making a lot of money doing that, but there's also a huge concern about driving up prices, taking out merchandise, um, and just using it for this cycle of secondhand clothing selling. And people are still sort of incentivized to buy a lot of clothing under this model, and it creates kind of a concerning marketplace here. And, and, and that's been criticized, and people are raising concerns about that. So we only recently found out about this acquisition, but is this going to change how Depop works, or is Etsy going to leave them alone? So Etsy said that uh, Depop's going to continue operating as a standalone business. So we can't really be sure of how things are going to change yet, but it seems fair to assume that Etsy's going to try to learn as much as possible from Depop and how it works, especially some of the advantages that it has with these newer social media sites and Gen Z shoppers and try to figure out how it can learn and, and use that for its own advantage. Rebecca, are you a Depop shopper? I have yet to buy anything on Depop, but I really would like to. I keep seeing it on my Instagram. They do a really good job. I might have to check out Depop too. I was not kidding about the Bermuda shorts. <laughs> Rebecca, thank you. Thanks for having me. You can read Rebecca's story on Recode and you can read Terry's story on Vox. 